Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. What's up? Second hour of the show on Monday. Hope you're doing well. Hope you enjoyed some football this weekend. Uh, I did. I just tried to sit back and enjoy it. We, yeah, You and me, me were too. talking about this in the commercial break, and you were like, I'm not watching this to scout it. I'm not trying to figure out any scheme. I just want to watch the game and enjoy it. And I did that, but I couldn't help but think, <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> freaking Titans held this Bengals team to 19 points. And literally 19 on the last second of the game. 16 for 59 minutes and 59 seconds. And that was, I just kept thinking, we should be down there freezing downtown right now. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of fans are doing the exactly the same thing. Instead of going down that rabbit hole, I want to enjoy my life. And not I'm, be glad, I'm glad yeah, you I did. I didn't want to heart palpitation. I was like, man, you know what? Joe Burrow's pretty good. He's good. Like, man, right when everybody's covered, he scrambled. And they even had a spy on him. I mean, he, they, he scrambled for first downs, almost like he knew where it was, and he'd go an extra yard, slide, knew when to, you know, hey, throw it out here. I may not get a shot, uh, you know, of getting a catch, but I'm going to throw it out here for a jump ball, throw it where my guy can get it. You know, he's just a smart, you know, football player, quarterback, slash uh, great intuition and feel for the game. Really, he's got all those intangibles. He can, you know, run. He can make every throw. They, they really are talented. It's good to see uh, Higgins do really well. They were doubling Chase the entire game almost mm-hmm. until I said, you know what, Chase going to have to do something in the second half because eventually they're going to get out of that and they're going to have to take advantage of it. And that's right when they did. I mean, it, it was, it was, uh, man, it was uh, nice to watch though. They, you know, it's kind of like a Cinderella story. I mean, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, uh, you know, the Titans, uh, I feel like, is a better team. But on that day, they got them just because of uh, probably most likely the turnover. So, hey, man, I, you know, then he's got this air of confidence that I just love. It. And I think it's infectious and it goes throughout the team. And he was like that at LSU. And that's what I loved about him. Yeah. Even when he first played, everybody, ah, I don't know. I said, no, nah, I like him. Just think that's going to build. He's going to get better and just continued on. And just to see all those guys in the league doing really well, they had a heck of a team. With him at the controls. And get, they're doing this with an, I'm going to give it this, a little below average. I'm sure Quentin Spain would disagree. Below <laughs> average. Watch out. He's going to get you on Twitter. Uh, offensive line. I mean, so obviously they're doing enough, just yeah. enough yeah. Of, to make it happen. So, yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how well they do versus the Rams front four. I'm going to just say uh, Donald and uh, Von Miller. You know, the, the, so it's this one's you know, and I'm looking at you know they're playing a the replay and Jones uh, gave havoc there, Chris Jones at the D tackle, but uh, he missed him twice on one play, on one of the scrambles. So this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, so you know, I'd like to see Stafford get one. So I'm kind of cheering. I think I'm cheering for, uh, for the Rams just because of uh, the local ties there, but uh, with Ramsey Hopkins. And so, so you know, then Stafford getting one because if he gets one, now that's going to put him in league class because he has the numbers from all the throwing he did at Detroit. Oh, yeah, year thirteen. So if he gets a Super Bowl ring, will that probably say he's a Hall of Fame player now? If I think, he got one. I, I I had this discussion with myself in the car the other day at a traffic light. Oh, what'd yourself say? It says he's under. He's got to be if he gets a Super Bowl <laughs> ring. Right. I mean, he does because he's going to have all the yardage in the world. And it comes down to a guy like Philip Rivers, who played forever and also has all the yardage. But if it's like, okay, we can't put every quarterback in from that era. We can't put them all in. Stafford didn't win a Super Bowl. He did. You're 13, right? Two SEC quarterbacks, by the way, in the yeah. uh, Super Bowl. Two first-round picks, right? Uh, yeah. 
Uh, and first this, pick, yeah. First and pick. I saw this today. Nobody has ever won the Heisman as a quarterback, the Heisman Trophy, the National Championship in college, the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl. Because the first guy I thought of was Jim Plunkett. Who, I know, I know, I'm old. But Jim Plunkett won the Heisman uh, at Stanford and then played on bad teams, but then wound up on the Raiders as the backup and won the Super Bowl twice for the Raiders, but he never won a national championship at Stanford. Mm. But I thought about him. For the longest time, Heisman winners didn't necessarily do well in the NFL. They didn't. O.J. Simpson sort of broke that mold, and he was considered a bust for his first two or three years of his career. Mm. They had a different coach, and they brought in a different coach, and he's like, I know you're going to get the ball a lot. And then he got it and ran for 2,000 yards. In Buffalo? Yeah. So there was a curse... I essentially, was I was too. Okay, well, I understand. There was essentially a curse to the Heisman Trophy. And then it almost kind of got that way again. Because people like, you know, Gino Toretta won it. And all these guys who... Oh, I did see him. But who, he, he didn't have arm talent, though. Right. But who were <laughs> fantastic college players. They were. But it's just not... They weren't going to... They weren't just... They weren't going to be NFL caliber players. To me, that's what makes college football special is a guy like that can be on a great team and can mm-hmm. win the Heisman. You know? That's a, that's a fantastic thing about... It. Stetson Bennett. Could win a national championship. I, I love that about college football. Oh, Cam I Newton too. was this close to being the because he would have checked all those boxes. He would have checked all the boxes. Yeah. Is that Cam, Cam Newton if he had oh, beaten Cam. Peyton Manning in that Super Bowl? Oh, oh what if he had what dove on the fumble? Right. Oh man. No, nah, man, he's gonna hurt his hand. Yeah, I know. Throwing hand. I know. <laughs> now he had to go all in, man, on the Super Bowl. You have to die for that ball. Oh, <laughs> gotta die for that ball, man. You got it's 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 just here's the thing. We're talking about Joe Burrow. We're talking, yeah, he's going to be the great. What did you say earlier? Sometimes you don't ever make it back. Never, You never know. Greatest show on turf. They made it back, but they only won one. one. Yeah. People yeah. think that they were like, just. I mean, but, but they only won one. one Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, hey, one. That's what I'm saying. Everybody, you know, and, and yeah, are they better than Tannehill? But they still only won one. Are they gotten there? I mean, Hell, no guarantee. Your team. You made one. Yeah, let's don't talk about it. But I'm saying, look how loaded you guys were. <laughs> I feel about as bad as the team that got nine sacks and they not hit any of it. I'm not trying to drag up bad memories. But if you told all of us in the year 2000, we're never going to go back to Super Bowl. Well, not never. But if you had told us in the year 2000, not only are we not going to make it this year, but in 2022, we're going to all sit around talking about how the Titans have never made it back. I would have said you're crazy. 2022? What? Are we going to fly in cars by then? The Titans are going to have played in like five Super Bowls by then. Well, I wouldn't have said that, but I would have, I would have definitely said that they were going to make it back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at some point in time, you know, what goes up comes down and goes back up. So, you know, it's no different than the stock market. That's how the league is. and That's what makes it so fascinating. Uh, there's no guarantees in sports. Uh, you know, who would have thought? I mean, everybody predicted, myself included, picked the Chiefs. If not the Titans, the Chiefs are going to make it back to the oh, Super sure. Bowl. It just no way around it. I, I didn't pick Tampa Bay going to the Super Bowl this year. I was unsure. I would. I picked Green Bay. Yeah, and I, I thought that was kind of a. At some point, he has to get over the hump, but he can't be. Last year was the time they they didn't get. They didn't. They're feeling the same way there. It's just he has only won one Super Bowl. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Only How many has he played in? They only played him one. Right. Right. So, he never made it back. Yeah, it's who's probably you know outside of the new young talent, the most talented uh, quarterback in the league. Did Brett Favre only play in one? He played in two. two yeah. They won one and lost one. He played in two. See, so Brett Favre, freaking Brett Favre. He won one, played in two. I mean, it's just Dan Marino. 
Second year, lost to Joe Montana in the Super Bowl. There was a there was a Pepsi commercial that aired after the Super Bowl that they were and, and Joe Montana's like, You first. I'm sure I'll see you back here again. Joe Montana made it back. Dan Marino didn't. We're talking about some of the greatest of all time. So there's a lot of things that uh, you know go on that you gotta have some gotta have some breaks at certain times. So that's why probably I, I would probably be more like everybody else pushing a panic button. Uh, and I'm probably just as confident that he's kind of down the mode of uh, Jimmy G and Tanny Hill. Uh, but you could always do worse. So who is better? And then you say, okay, we have to go after elite guys. Well, that's not guaranteed either. You're going to get there. Right. And then you're in this cap situation. You go, well, crap, we've got to play this thing out. Man, one more year then, and then we can kind of move forward from there. But the one thing that's different is at least the 49ers. I'm going to use them as an example because Jimmy G's kind of comparable to Tannehill to me in the success and Remember, what he's doing looked, around I looked at their stats. It's, yeah. It's close. Yeah. Is that they drafted a quarterback first round, they and they were planning for the transition. They did. Now, you don't have to draft a quarterback first round. You can get another, you know, uh, veteran guy just like Tannehill was, and people kind of gave up on him there in Miami. Maybe you go down that route to push him to bring out his best because we saw the best version of him these last three years. So yeah. what can we do to get him over the top? Well, competition brings out the best in athletes, that's for sure. And got a guy that's sitting there saying, okay, you slip up one game and we he got us. Give him an opportunity. So I, I don't know who that could be or if he's even out there or do you start grooming for the future and uh, take a quarterback. It doesn't have to be first round, you know, but I, I would say it has to, you know, have a second rounder. So he's got to be in the top three or four, you know, after that the talent kind of drops. Uh, and it's supposed to not be a quarterback draft. I, I don't buy into any of that too. You actually see these guys in NFL games. Sure. Nobody, nobody knows. Nobody really knows. You just look at their arm talent, who's a quick thinker, who's accurate, not always about the strongest arm and all of those things. It's who's a leader. Uh, you know, you got to have the you know ability to you know perform in an NFL game. Nobody was saying that about the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, or he wouldn't win six round. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, so it's a crapshoot on on picking quarterbacks. Uh, just don't know. So try to you know go by the tea leaves and all the scouts and and everything else that uh, leads you down the road that he could be a pretty good player in the NFL, but ultimately. Does he have the it? And I think that's really the only thing missing from Tannehill. And that that it is when the going gets tough, you say, hey, I got this. I mean, I, I remember McNair, and we could say, oh, he wasn't a league quarterback, but he had it, man. Yeah. He had it, man. He could play like crap. I mean, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat on the bench like, man, can y'all please get a first down, man? What, what are y'all doing? And I walk by him and say, hey, man, we got to turn this thing up. And I'm talking to him like, y'all got to turn it up. We can't hold these dudes forever. <laughs> He walked by me the next time and said, I think I'm ready now. In the coolest way, like he was having a general conversation, we sitting there having some brewskis. I'm like, what? He said, I got it now. I got it, I got now. it now. Dude, it's third quarter. You got it. Where you been? And he would go out there and just carve them up. I used to be like, dang. And after that, I was like, there's no doubting this guy right here, man. He it. is got it. Oh, and that is something you just cannot fabricate it, and you can determine by looking oh. at a guy playing. Tom Brady had it. Tom Brady had it in college. My nephew played with him at Michigan, and they bitched him his senior year. And then he would, uh, you know, for first round, you know, guy they thought five star guy, he'd come in the game at the end of the game and always lead him down to win the game. 
dudes was like, what are they doing? Why did they bench him? Like, it, it was no reason. He had it. He didn't, it didn't buy, he didn't phase him. He said he had it mm. the whole time. He was clutch is what he said. It was his terms, clutch. And that didn't change when he got into the league. Hasn't changed. Not at all. And, not and, and Burrow has years. it. He's got it. He's got it. He does. Uh, we're going to get into it if we don't uh, get out of this segment. So here's what we'll do. We'll come back. Will Selva. Uh, if you watch Good Morning Football, if you watch NFL Network, you know him from there. Really looking forward to having this guy on to talk NFL headlines. We will get back to the phones later, too. I promise it's Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Spring is a new voice to the show. We've never had him on, but I'm, I've watched him on TV a whole bunch. Will Selva uh, at Will Selva TV. Good morning, football and NFL Network. Will, how in the world are you, man? Thanks for checking out uh, our show here in Nashville, Tennessee. Absolutely. Mickey Blaine, glad yes. to be on with you. Uh, why did it take so long, fellas? I, I blame our producer, Lucas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah anytime. He's, he's the youngest guy, so we, we always the youngin' uh, gets the blame, man. So okay. we, we blame it on him, man. Okay. Appreciate you coming on, though. I, I have a question for oh. you. I want you to clear something sure. up, if and you tell me if I'm crazy or not. Yeah, but don't yeah. be crazy. But I, I watch Good Morning Football. It's fantastic. Love love all of you guys who are part of that show and all your contributions on NFL Network. Fantastic stuff. Did you or did you not say on Good Morning Football one morning that you were in the movie Bring It On, or did I imagine that? Uh, you actually imagined that. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, he's known uh, to do that. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Now, listen, I did have a cameo on American Crime Stories Impeachment, where I played, <laughs> wait for it, a news anchor. So I really... <laughs> I could, I could uh, have sworn that was a discussion one morning, so it's all on me. I imagined it. No, no, it's, that's all right. Uh, so this interview is over, guys. Great being on with you guys. Take care. Have a good one, all right? <laughs> that was not why we had you on. <laughs> no, did anchor. That's why we have IMDB, guys. That's why we have IMDB. I know? know, and I looked on there and it didn't show, so I thought maybe it was like a walk-on or something. You know, you weren't uh, you weren't fully credited like you should have been. Will Selva, our guest uh, from the NFL Network. So how about this story? Bengals win two games, and then they win four games, and then they go to the Super Bowl. The NFL is all about parity and everybody having a chance, but uh, once again, the Bengals have gone out and proven that's a very real concept. No, absolutely. I think what they did to Kansas City, especially in that second half in that defense, showed me a lot of character from those guys. The defense played terrific. On the other side, you look at the Chiefs, they look like the absolute juggernaut, right? Guys in that first half could do no wrong except for that last play of the half when they throw the ball sideways at Tyreek Hill, not the way that I'd want to end the half. Instead, I would elect to get points. And I think from the standpoint of the Chiefs, I think there was some arrogance, a little bit of hubris, mm -hmm. thinking, you know what? We don't need a stinking field goal. We're going to go for it. And hand it to the, the Bengals. They just took it to, to – Mahomes and the Chiefs, I mean, Mahomes was starting to get a little cute back there, too, yeah, right? And yeah. he was running around the whole time and, and, you know, trying to make plays and force stuff. And credit to the Bengals, I mean, they, they kept their composure and totally shut them down the second half. And that was the difference. Got Will Selva on with us uh, at Will Selva TV on Twitter. Good morning, football, NFL Network. 
Well, Will, since you were talking about uh, Joe Burrow, I mean, like, where do you rank him? I know this is a good time. We're all about what we just saw last. Mm-hmm. Is he where's he ranking in the NFL as far as is he a top five quarterback? He's creeping up there. He mm-hmm. really is because what he's showing me that Joey Jackpot, whatever you want to call him, the guy <laughs> comes through. I mean, even against the Titans when he was running for his life and getting sacked nine times, the guy just finds a way to win. And that is what uh, the Bengals had said to our insiders at NFL Network, and that is the guy has an it factor to him. He's got the charisma. He's got the swag. He's a guy that's there. He's not afraid to dance, smoke his stogies, do his thing. And that's a big deal when you're trying to lead these guys who are grown men now and he has zero sense of nerves at all. He's out there. He's calm. He's collected. So he's creeping up there. I mean, the more that, that he wins, guys, his, his, his star goes even higher than what it is. I mean, if, if you look at that tier of quarterbacks was put in there, I don't know. You guys can put in there Ryan Tannehill if you want, Derek Carr, um, you know, do you put Garoppolo in there? Whatever you put those guys in a different tier, I mean, I, I think Burrow is above that. I think Burrow and Herbert are above that tier. And that's the great thing about the NFL right now is, like, we're seeing this new generation of young guns coming in and really making an impact, and he's, he's leading the way. Mm. Well, with uh, Will Silva of the NFL Network and sticking with quarterbacks and great quarterbacks, are you going to break some news here? Is Tom Brady really retiring? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this thing has gotten really messy, right? Yes. And I feel like the reporters, the the news gatherers who got this out there, uh, obviously they got it from somebody in Tom Brady's uh, circle. And I feel whoever leaked it out has to be like Marty Bird of Ozark, and they have to kind of explain themselves out of this. <laughs> you know, I mean – it's it, it, you know it's like Marty. We need to take care of this right now. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, great, uh, Tom. Uh, yeah, I think we can kind of do that, Tom. Maybe um, I'll take care of that tomorrow. You know. So <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I, I think that right now he is still planning to uh, retire. I think that's the case. I think there is the confusion over him wanting to get the message out there. And I think he's a guy who's very controlled, who always controls his own message. Even the TB12 uh, Twitter account Mm -hmm. had tweeted out uh, a retirement tweet, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that's why it's out there. I think he wanted to control it. Uh, I know for his ESPN Plus uh, streaming show that he has, Man, Man in the Arena, you know, that latest episode still hasn't come out. Maybe he's waiting on that, uh, you know, because this just seems like something where he wouldn't want to upstage the NFL in these games. It just doesn't sound like him, but obviously the news got out there before he wanted it to. I mean, remember some years back, A-Rod during the World Series, you know, between the Red Sox and the Rockies, the news comes out about him, how he's opting out, right? And so everybody says that's typical A-Rod. This is not typical 
uh, Tom Brady. I mean, he's planning to do it. It's just a matter of when he, he's planning to do it. I mean, Blaine, I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah. You know, I know you check my IMDb, so that's, that's the best that I can give you. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Thanks, Will. Will, Will Silver of the NFL Network. One more sticking with the quarterback, and that is, you know, Ryan Tannehill had a, a bad game, naturally, and throwing the three mm-hmm. picks, and everybody's trying to move on from him. But what is your perception of Ryan Tannehill in that is he capable uh, to take this team to the next level and get them to a Super Bowl, do you think? You know, looking at that game, it just mm, didn't give me the confidence there where you say, (laughs) can he actually put this team on his back and take them to the next level? Because he had everything going for him. The top seed, had the home field, had the top running back, had the two uh, wide receivers and Julio Jones, A.J. Brown healthy. He had a defense that was absolutely eating, and still they weren't able to do it. Throwing that pick to start their offensive drive is not good. I also think the red zone interceptions that he has thrown also concerns me, and I wonder if we've seen what he's capable of. Now, when I think back in 2019 where he led that marvelous run through the playoffs, yeah, he had some clutch throws, but remember, he also had Derrick Henry, and they were running with King Henry the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it was a great story, comeback player. We saw that he was much different than the player that was in Adam Gase's system in Miami. I just don't know if he's if he's that guy. It feels like a little bit like how Jimmy Garoppolo is in San Francisco, mm-hmm. where he, he's he's good, but is he great enough where you have faith that he's going to drive down the field and take you there. And I, I have a I, I waiver on him. I, I don't think that they're going to move from, from Ryan. I mean, I know he's got two more years, and if they even tried to trade him, somebody would have to take his um, contract. I also know that if, if that was the case, I mean, it would be a huge cap hit if they, if they somehow, you know, unloaded him. So, uh, I just I don't know. He had all the, the the perfect conditions for him, and it didn't work out. So my confidence level, Blaine's a little low on Ryan Tannehill at this point. Mm. Well, with Will Silva of the NFL Network. Well, what do you think happens with uh, a couple other guys? I know we've talked a lot of quarterbacks, but uh, there's what's the future for Aaron Rodgers? What do you think is the future for Russell Wilson? Well, I think for Aaron Rodgers, starting with him right now, uh, one of the positive signs, if you will, for Green Bay is the fact that uh, he actually stayed behind for a few days, and he was talking with LaFleur, and they were game planning, looking ahead, and that's actually a positive season. That doesn't necessarily, a positive um, uh, sign, rather. Now, that being said, that's not a guarantee that he's going to stay in Green Bay. I think he's going to take some, some time, and I think he is going to decide what he's going to do. I think he wants to keep playing. But also Green Bay has been the victim of the same thing. It's like they don't, they don't do enough to surround him with players and playmakers to help him out. And, and, you know, the special teams unit was awful. And we saw that on display against the 49ers. So how many times can you deal with this in Green Bay? So he's still uh, a TBD. I think Russell Wilson's still also a uh, TBD at this point in time. I know that Pete Carroll had said, and he came out uh, when the season was over, saying, hey, Russell's our guy. There's no reason to think that he won't be here. 
So, but something has to change there as well in that dynamics. It's either Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson. So, haven't gotten any indication yet uh, as to him being on the move. So that's him and and Rodgers are the two ones to look for because the way that Aaron Rodgers was also talking at the end of the season, it sure felt like he was kind of given a farewell to arms. But if if him staying behind is a positive sign, maybe that means. He's going to stay there. We'll we'll see. So uh, those are two two right now situations that we'll have to see how they play out. Meanwhile, in Jacksonville, uh, the Titans' division mate. It, each day, we we yeah. just sort of look at the headlines down there, and we know the guys that cover them, and think, what in the world is going to catch on fire next down there? <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? I mean, uh, they are interviewing Rich Bisaccia today. So um, I don't know what they're exactly looking for. I think that they are um, really in love or liking uh, Kevin O'Connell, who's the Rams offensive coordinator. I know he's also on the radar for the Vikings. Um, Byron Leftwich seemed to be the guy that had the inside track. The guy was a a former quarterback for them. Uh, He proved himself as as, um, an OC and calling plays. Uh, but it sounds like right now Kevin O'Connell has the inside track, so that would mean the Jaguars would have to wait even longer. So they get rid of Urban Meyer, and now they're waiting even longer, and so it just seems like right now the arrow is trending up for Kevin O'Connell there in in Jacksonville. We'll see if that's what actually comes to fruition, but Kevin O'Connell is also in the mix for the Vikings job, which is also interesting because – They're interviewing D'Amico Ryans. They're also having interest in Raheem Morris as well. Uh, And then there was also Jim Harbaugh being thrown out there uh, as a possibility. Now, he hasn't come into the facility and hasn't had an interview, but he's a guy who wants in. And if there's a coach who can actually make the transition back and forth, it's Harbaugh because he took the 49ers to a Super Bowl. And he had a good defense. He had a good running back. But his problem was they didn't get along with Trent Baalke, who, oh, by the way, happens to be the GM down in Jacksonville. So um, there's still five vacancies, guys, which is amazing to think. They still have yet to be filled. And it wasn't until Nathaniel Hackett last Thursday being hired where things started to finally thaw. Because we were looking at two and a half weeks, and nothing was happening. Nothing. So it seems like more things are, are taking place. But Jacksonville's still not, not 100% sure what the end game is there. Yeah, I'm not sure anybody, even Shad Khan, knows that. Uh, Will Selva, our guest here from yeah. uh, NFL Network on Blaine and Mickey. Well, Will, uh, naturally we know the Rams and the Bengals in the Super Bowl, but does your perception yeah. change of Matthew Stafford and even OBJ, uh, whether they win or lose this game, uh, you know, on how they're perceived in their careers and their legacy? I think so. I mean, listen, if if – you watched the end of that game. You saw Debo Samuel was just inconsolable. I mean, the man was beaten down, crying, upset. And who's the one that goes over there to console <laughs> him? None other than OBJ. And from everything that I have heard, he has been nothing but a model citizen there. And McVeigh has said so himself that he's a guy that's brought swag and charisma. And there's some personalities in that locker room with Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, uh, Von Miller, and he's fit in well. And we have heard nary a peep 
from him in terms of being on a boat when he shouldn't be and all those sorts of things. I mean, none of that stuff, right? And so, you know, OBJ, I think the perception's changed on him. And I think for Matthew Stafford, I think it's definitely changed for him. I mean, he was in Detroit. We know about his uh, playoff postseason record. Wasn't very good. And he's shown that he's been able – to, to beat Tom Brady and the Bucks, and that's huge. I, I think the one concern that I have for him is he's got that Brett Favre in him, that gunslinger, when, where he's making those throws. I mean, remember last night he threw that ball that should have been intercepted by Jaquaski Tart but wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I think that is the one thing that would always concern me if I was a Rams fan and playing against the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals, we were talking about it before, uh, I think it was it was um, after Mickey had had slammed me. I think on my uh, Hollywood prowess, but uh, <laughs> either way, uh, no, just kidding, Mickey. I'm sorry. You know I love you. Uh, but but either way, I think those guys did change their their perceptions of themselves. I, I do, and I think you know they're right now they're the they're the favorites, and and for good reason with those guys. Mm. Well, lastly, for me, we're on with uh, Will Silva of the NFL Network, and that is we talked a little bit about it, Jimmy G. Will he be back in San yeah. Francisco? And if he isn't, give us a bold prediction where he may end up. You may be right. Mm. Right. Well, here's here it is. So uh, Jimmy obviously is loved in that locker room. I mean, mm. we've had uh, uh, Kittle on the show. We've had Fred Warner. Uh, all these guys love him. And Shanahan yesterday said, I'm not going to give a farewell statement on Garoppolo. Um, I see a real scenario where he actually stays with the 49ers. Reason being is that clearly if Trey Lance was the guy, they would have thrust him into the role, and they don't have that same level of confidence where they think that he's ready. And right now what they're paying Garoppolo is really below market value uh, compared to some of these other quarterbacks out there. So my bold prediction, if it's really being bold, is that he's staying in San Francisco. Um, Unless there is some sort of offer that's being made for his services from some of these quarterback needy teams like a uh, Texans or Steelers. You know, the thing is, like with with the Steelers, for example, they believe in drafting and developing. So are they going to draft their future quarterback? I mean, Sure doesn't seem like Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins is the answer. I mean, you know, Mike Tomlin, uh, you know, said, yeah, I mean, there are options, but I just don't see how how they would just allow themselves to go with with um, what they have. So I think I think Garoppolo stays, in my opinion. It's just the issue with him is he's limited again, and I think that Shanahan has an offense that wants to throw the ball downfield, and Jimmy cannot throw it downfield. I mean, he's, he's got the, the you know, short mid-range throws, but he can't throw the deep ball. He just, he just can't. And so I think they have to work around that, and that's where Trey Lance actually has a great arm, but he's just clearly not ready for it. And he played well in the second half of that Texans game when he did start, but he's got a lot of learning to do in, in what's a complicated offense. So... Uh, I don't. I don't know if that's a, such a bold prediction, but uh, I'm saying he's sticking in San Francisco. Mm. 
That's bold enough. Will, hey, fantastic stuff, yeah, man. Okay. Our people will be in touch more often, and we'll get you back on, and uh, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to have a better read on the IMD page. Maybe by that time you'll have been on Ozark <laughs> after the impression. That was fantastic. Oh, that's my favorite show, man. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, Marty, what are you doing, Marty? What the bleep are you doing, Marty? <laughs> hey, thank great you. Great show. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Guys, Th- thank you. You guys have a great show, too. Uh, great show as well. Thanks, guys, for having me on. It was a pleasure. Thank Appreciate you, sir. Work, the great Will Selva. At Will Selva TV, follow him and uh, catch up with all the latest on Good Morning Football and NFL Network. Lines are pretty much loaded. Y'all want to talk about a bunch of stuff. Also, it's hand-measuring season. Mm-hmm. We've got hand-measuring news mm-hmm. from the Senior Bowl. Stick oh, around. Hands. My. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. It, it, breaking Titans news. Is that right, Lucas? Two more Titans to the Pro Bowl? Um, I saw a tweet from Jim Wyatt about Roger Saffold. So it's not just Roger Saffold, but also Big Jeff. So the Titans are going to put... It all worked itself out. It all worked itself yeah. out. Now he'll be a regular. So large Jeff, uh, who certainly deserved to go. Big but boy, Jeff. That's a, uh, that's a, a tough nut to crack uh, to try to go. Chris Jones uh, is who he is replacing, unable to participate oh. due to an injury. Saffold is replacing Quentin Nelson of the Colts. Uh, first Pro Bowl appearance. Oh, oh, my gosh. Is this right? Who's reporting this? The Titans emailed the Titans. First Pro Bowl appearance for Simmons and Saffold? How in the world is that human road grader in a dozen years not made the Pro Bowl? Wow. Well, what people don't realize is just hard to get in Gosh, the Pro Bowl yeah. because if you, it depends on your position in the year to get over the snide. Like Simmons should be in the Pro Bowl any normal year, but the three guys ahead of him, you have to look who made it. You go, well, I don't know if he was better than them. Yeah, Aaron you Donald. Hay- and- Aaron Donald. Hey, I mean, Aaron Donald was not in the NFC, but it was uh, Hayward uh, and some guys who were perennial. Pro- they deserve to be in uh, yeah. Jones. So you go, oh, eh, he is probably the fourth best. See, so you got to look at it that instead of saying he's a Pro Bowl player. Yeah, he is a Pro Bowl player, but who made it in front of him? Who actually beat him out? Uh, so, and sometimes, uh, you know, popularity as far as the player, they may have a little less stats, but we all know Aaron Donald has less stats than uh, Simmons, but we're going to say Simmons is better than Aaron Donald. I mean, we need to get a grip. He's a really good player. He is good, and he should be in the Pro Bowl, and it worked itself out. He is in the Pro Bowl. Sure did. And now he'll be probably a staple there, so um, it's good to see. But And then Southfield, I mean, you know, it's always tough. You know, uh, you know, he probably was always the fourth or fifth guy. Alternate. And then, and then yeah. the other guys always go. And so yeah. this time he was first alternate, and he got a chance. Somebody decided not to go. Very so cool. naturally when you have success, you win 12 games, you're going to have Pro Bowl players that deserve to get in. Everybody can't get in. So now it's working itself out, even though the Colts had, what, seven, eight guys get in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't even make the playoffs. Uh, Tom Pellicero reports Kenny Pickett didn't have his hands measured in Mobile, but he has a good reason. He's double-jointed, so his thumb points in an odd direction. So he's going to do extra exercises to get an accurate measurement of his hand at the Combine in March. It's hand measuring season. Oh. That's a level of absurdity that we will soon be talking about. Double jointed is why he didn't. Yes. Uh, all right. Let's squeeze in a couple right. of phone calls if you can. Make it quick, uh, just because we're running low on time, but we want to get to as many as we can. Eddie and Mount Juliet. Hello, Eddie. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I was man. gonna say nobody really touched on it, but yes, on the TB12, 
I would have said no coming off the twenty—I mean, twenty nineteen season because of what Ryan Tannehill getting us to the AFC Championship. But Tom has approved that he can win a Super Bowl with multiple teams, so I would take the guarantee. Well, it's not a guarantee, but I would take that because not having the unknown. I'm all for make Mickey a base player again. And Ding <laughs> Dong of the Week would be the seventy six thousand people that cheered like they won the game when they won the coin toss. <laughs> oh, they did. Oh, That's Eddie right. Kansas City knew they, they were going to win. Hey, I did too. I'm like, oh, it's over. <laughs> Especially after watching the week before, you had to believe that. And he threw a pick yeah. into double coverage. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. He wasn't going to stop it. Hey, he didn't play well. But see, what happens is he's got a Super Bowl, a couple of Super Bowl appearances, and he won one. So you give him the pass because you know he can get it done. Where Tannehill has not gotten us even there, and he doesn't get the pass because he hasn't been clutch. See, that's the difference. All right, squeeze Both in. messed up. I, to me, this should be the other way around. You should expect just as much out of Mahomes, as I call him, yeah. because he's done it before. So why all of a sudden are you going backwards? Yeah. See? Went backwards for half that game. Uh, let's go forwards to Ben and Antioch on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Hey, Ben. Hey. What you yes, got? Sir, I'm going to give you two reasons why you don't move away from Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. 2019, Marriotti goes two for six. Henry averages 58 yards per carry. Ryan Tannehill comes in and goes six for seven. Henry is all of a sudden running 28 yards per game. And then, and then he takes us, they, he takes us to the wild card. We beat New England Ravens and lose to Kansas City. In 2020, we lose the Ravens to the wild card. This year, you cannot, you cannot overlook down and running two RPOs twice when Hilton had that play. He almost intercepted the first play. Mm -hmm. Then he intercepts the second play. And why run Derrick Henry when Foreman had four carries with 60 yards? Explain that to me. Uh, man, I, I, Ben, I, I, there's a lot, a lot going on. I wish I could explain it to you, but they didn't. And the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl for the first time since uh, January of 1989. Mm. Oh, I'm going to tell you what hit my mind, though, then. I thought, uh-oh, I picked the Rams. It's going to be the Bengals 49ers again. Oh, part three. three yes, Ooh. I really thought that. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be crazy. And then the Rams won. I wanted Titans-Rams part two. We got to go. Three HLs next. Stop crying. In between time. In the meantime. meantime. Peace. 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 <laughs>